1: New York is the city that never sleeps, and neither does Sal Licata. From Flushing in the Bronx to the Meadowlands in MSG, Sal sounds off on the biggest sports news of the day. Welcome to WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Hello again, Sal Licata here with another edition of WFAN Daily. Can you freaking believe it is week 18 in the NFL. And I know that there's like the ongoing internet joke on Francesa. Here we go again. Week 15, week 18, you know, whatever. As you go through the weeks, how fast it goes. It blinks right before your eyes. You, you Here you are. You know, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. But week 18, the football season's over. The regular season is about to be over. And some of us that are New York sports fans would say, well, thankfully, because both these teams suck. Before we get into some of the big matchups of Week 18 and look ahead, you know, to maybe the postseason or do a little power rankings, I just don't understand the logic of sports fans that would root for their team to lose so that they could have a higher draft pick, especially when you're talking about the Jets and Patriots rivalry. I can't even really call it a rivalry, but the Giants-Eagles rivalry, like, Wouldn't you rather just win? At this point, the Giants, the damage is done. Like, they've won five games. I know they could get it if they lose. And by the way, odds are the Giants and Jets are going to lose, okay? But that doesn't mean that you should root for it to happen. Let the results fall where they may. And... As a Giant fan, you've won five games. Wouldn't you like to beat the Eagles going into next year? I know that it's with Tyrod Taylor, which, by the way, is a story for another day that I think they're making a mistake not starting Tommy DeVito here down the stretch. You know, the final couple of games have been back to Tyrod Taylor. All due respect, we know what Tyrod Taylor is. I still would like to see a little bit more of DeVito. Anyway, I just feel like there's no point to starting Tyrod Taylor. But wouldn't you like to beat the Philadelphia Eagles for once? I mean, they've dismantled you for the last several years The disparity has been a complete embarrassment. It's so, like, the Eagles are so much better. And I know the last time out, the Giants played a respectable game on Christmas Day and, you know, covered the 14-point spread, whatever that's worth for you. And and it could be worth a lot depending on, uh, you know, how, how much you bet on it. But they didn't win the game. You want to be able to beat the Eagles. And this time, you could send the Eagles on a, you know, down note into the postseason with a win here and maybe just, have a good feel in knowing that, you know what, they, the Eagles, needed this game. And we, the Giant fans, or Giants, beat the Eagles. And make you feel good about next year. Even though they needed it. Even though you're without your real quarterback. Even though you're in a rebuilding process here. It would just, I mean, for me, make me feel good if the Giants could beat the Eagles here, As opposed to, oh, well, if they lose, they could potentially have the third pick overall. Like, yeah, what does that guarantee exactly? I'll tell you what it guarantees. Nothing. It doesn't guarantee anything. So, I don't understand the mentality of a Giant fan going into this game against the Eagles. You could make a better case if it were the Panthers. Or, you know, the Rams or whatever. But against the Eagles, like, that's a game you got to win. You want to win that and at least have some bragging rights, even if it's for a day, whatever. It's, I mean, that's the whole point of being a sports fan. You know how many times I've watched teams in my life have seasons and, and games throughout those seasons that just meant nothing, but you still root for them? I mean, if we as sports fans didn't root for our teams to win – in every meaningless season or every meaningless game, I mean, my God, we all we'd be doing is rooting for our teams to lose, which, by the way, they do anyway. But that's that's not what it's about. And then you go to the Jets and Patriots, where I mean, yeah, the Jets season is lost, and yet you'd rather have a higher pick and winning. What's winning going to do? Well, what it's going to do is give you the feeling as a fan, and not only is the organization because you have everybody coming back, which again is a story for another day, but it would give you the feeling, whether it's from the organization's perspective or the fans' perspective, of finally beating the New England Patriots. Like, they own you. I, I I just don't understand why any Jet fan wouldn't want to have that feeling of beating Bill Belichick, especially in what could be his last game as a Patriots head coach. Like, Not that it's ever going to make up for, and and it, it felt this way in 2000, like, oh, if the Mets were to win this World Series, it erases the entire Yankee history, and the Mets will always have that one up on them, which it actually might have had they done it, but of course they didn't. This would never, obviously, this win, nothing close to what that would have been in 2000, but this win would never erase the history of Belichick and the Patriots and what they've done to the Jets and all that. But, oh my God, at least it would give you something. It would end the losing streak, which has covered, what, seven, eight years, whatever it's been, and potentially give you the satisfaction as a Jets fan of knowing that you sent Belichick, whether it's in a retirement, whether it's into, you know, Los Angeles with the Chargers, whatever team you go, Washington with the Commanders, You sent Belichick off as a Patriots head coach with a loss. Like, there's no better nail in the coffin of Belichick and the Patriots than the Jets beating them. The Jets led by Robert Sala, the worst head coach in the NFL. Imagine the Jets and the worst head coach in the NFL beating Bill Belichick in New England on what is his final day as the New England Patriots head coach. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. We're just going based on reports and, you know, maybe a little bit of common sense with those reports. I, I don't know. I mean, logic would tell you that why would you ever move on from Belichick if you're the Patriots, let him go out on his own way. But, you know, based on some of the stuff that we've heard, it seems pretty, you know, realistic at least that it might be the end for Belichick. And even if it's not, just dream that it is, Jet fans. Dream that it is. You have nothing. You have nothing as a Jet fan anyway. Beat the Patriots on the way out. Let that defense flex their muscle. Let Garrett Wilson shine and Brees Hall. Let these guys shine on the final day of the NFL's regular season in week 18 here in now 2024. But for the 2023 season, I mean, that's what it's about as fans. At the end of the year, you sit back, you see where you're on the draft, and then you focus on who you're going to be picking. The difference between the 8th and 10th spot or 7th and 11th spot or 6th and 5th. Like, come on. And as we've seen with both these teams, with the Jets and Giants, where you pick in the draft really doesn't mean shit as far as what type of players you're going to get. You can find great players later in the draft, later in the first round, but later in the draft period. Some of the great players ever have been late-round draft picks. Brock Purdy was a front-runner for MVP. He was undrafted, or the, the whatever, the last guy in the draft. You look at Tom Brady and what he did where he was selected. Look at Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the year this year, where he was drafted. Nobody was saying tank for Lamar, lose for Lamar. Tank for Lamar, you idiot. Come on, lose for Lamar. Nobody was saying lose for Lamar, but you know what? You should have. You should have lost for Lamar, or at least you should have drafted him. You didn't even have to lose for Lamar. You could add him. That's the point. Draft picks, where you pick in the draft, guarantees nothing. I understand why certain fans look at it the logical, analytical way of saying, well, this loss means nothing on paper, so why not root for them to lose Well, this game means nothing on paper. Why not root for them to lose? Then you have a higher draft pick next year, which could theoretically help you. But there are no guarantees that it is going to help you. And also what you're doing is robbing yourself as a sports fan. You're robbing yourself from moments as a sports fan. That you might enjoy. And that's what it's about. There are so few moments anyway as sports fans that we do get to enjoy. Giant fan, Jeff fan, Met fan, Yankee fan, Nick fan, it doesn't matter. Rangers, Islanders, throw them all together. There are so few moments that we do get to enjoy. You got to root for ones to happen throughout the course of even the worst of seasons. And man, if there's any way not to salvage a lost season because they can't do that with the Jets. And the Giants can't do that either. But there's ever a way to feel good about your team going into the offseason, wouldn't it be for the Giants to beat the Eagles? Wouldn't it be for the Jets to beat the Patriots? For once, be a sports fan. Sports fans, don't worry about the draft pick. Worry about that come April. Or, matter of fact, worry about that come Monday. When you have the draft order set, that's when you worry about that. For now... Be a sports fan, enjoy the game, and root for your teams to beat the snot out of the crappy Eagles and the crappy Patriots. Subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you can or whenever you can, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll have another one for you every Monday through Friday, first thing in the morning, WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. We'll see you later.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?